Mud Splatter takes the lead. The Good Fight coming out after it. The Good Fight moves up though. The Good Fight ranges up, moves up the Sweet Thomas, lays in, but the Good Fight's going to win and outstay them. The Good Fighter, half-length Sweet Thomas. Welcome to Bet Doctor behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host Scoot. I've got DK, the oh, punters punter. Oh, Scooty, here we are. Just a, another week in racing, mate. Another quiet week. Nothing happening. <laughs> no, not much going on. We're in the depths of winter. It's absolutely freezing. I'm still trying to thaw out. Nico, Noonan, don't worry about thawing out. You are white hot. Welcome back. Yeah, good week. Last week, uh, finding good fight on the show. So uh, hopefully can find. continue that uh, form into Saturday. I, yeah. um, $14, I think, when you tipped it up. But I, I took 17 on the day, and it? it got me out of a bit of a hole and kicked back for the weekend, which is I was I was buried buried in Maui, so I wasn't really – I saw bits and pieces of funny from that. <laughs> but I saw the conditions, what the conditions were about when they ran to the barriers for that race. Oh, perfect and, setup. And I thought, I can Nico's always be on because it – from what I saw in New Zealand, it just wanted the wetter the better. It just started you know? pouring rain. Yeah. The, in the mounting yard of the race seven or race eight or whatever it was, I thought this is perfect. Beautiful. And then, as and the, way the, the way the race panned out, out was a slug, and so you just knew, I knew at the four hundred. I'm like, Nico's going to. And Malum rode it like going. a strong stayer, getting yeah. it out, blending in. Yeah, I was definitely riding at home on the couch with Malum. I would have exceeded the wind <laughs> shot. I absolutely belted it home. So uh, good result there. Geez, we got a bit of feedback on our sports show yesterday in the YouTube comments. Someone said that uh, you're a bit stiff not to make the little birdie hall of fame with the seven. $75 double. He had Fury in, into the good fight. So hopefully someone out there has taken the Nick Noonan double at 75 to 1. But even yesterday with the uh, the Manning Yard mail pack, 40 to 1, rocking the park. You yeah. weren't done. It was looking a bit cast early. Uh, Sounddown's <laughs> a really hard track sometimes on the Wednesday. So um, coming there to race seven, I thought, oh, this horse can probably outperform his SP. And then sort of 300, I think, was geez, this thing's going to win, and then brought it home as well. So it's Watch been that. a few found, good days. Found the line down. like a nice horse. What's this thing? Because the, the but Jake Gatsby, whatever it was, just looked home, home and hosed. Um, poor old Ollie. But anyway, just another bad beat for Ollie. But, uh, our man. Our man, Ollie. Anyway, we'll talk about him later on. But, uh, geez, it, it, uh, it'll be winning more races this prep, that horse. Yeah, for lovely sure. Lovely race, ex-New Zealander. 22 bucks if uh, you want Nico's stuff in the little he's birdie shop. As we know, we talk about peaks and troughs and, you know. He's back. Two, he's he's back. Just got to hang in there. Yeah. And I think that's the difference. And um, we spoke a little bit about mental game. I think the difference between pro gamblers and not is bank management, staking, and then handling losing runs. So if you can manage your bank and stake correctly, you can have a bad patch and still survive. And and here's Nico out the other side, and he's, he's starting to lob his value tips. So you just got to keep your head that's, and don't get on the chase. The whole point about that is, is staying in the game. Mm. Okay, You've got to stay in the Look, game. You know, um, Just down at the local footy the other week, the Heights, watching them against... Um, Marty Park, and they, they kicked three goals for three quarters, but they were just hanging in there. The other joint were five goals in front, but they were just hanging in, hanging in, playing tough. Six goals in the last quarter, to, they actually drew the game. But they just kept hanging, 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 and it's just that similar thing. You've got to keep, you've got to keep yourself in the contest. You well, know? It's like the bulldozer stream at the Bull. We had a, 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 you know, a rough few days, and then we managed to scrape ourselves out of a really big hole. And you just need to be patient, 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 and wait, and then and strike. Like when the the right sort of races pan out. Like, yeah. And each race is a completely different scenario. So if you're not confident, you got to chip down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Live right. to fight another day is one of it's a, it's a great pearl. And there's races every day. And um, yeah, as I said in the last one, like I I did a bit of a dry trot during July, backed a few losers in a row. But then I went, as I said, I do reflection, found some common denominators amongst those losers that were probably negatives that I probably overlooked in the you know in the height years. Sort of get a thing is oh this will win, but you look for the positives, and then upon reflection, you look for the negatives to say well, why to get beat and things like that. So um, and then on Tuesday we I sort of. 
there was a race there that um, I, I, I intended it so I was not sure, been losing, better chip down. Mm. But then I got to a, a race where this you was just found an edge, yeah. found a big edge. Yeah, so had to put the maximum into the race. So they just pop. You just got to be patient. Wait, like one of those races hadn't popped up for a month, maybe you know. You got to trust your processes as mm. well. If exactly, it's easy to just yeah. deviate. Yeah, exactly. So if you're, you know, you've got these certain things set in line. I want to find these kind of horses, and they're not winning. Well, you know, over a period of time, if you're winning, finding those horses, it'll turn. It's just variance, really. And you don't know, like I did that race, so I did that race what Tuesday, I did it on Friday. And so you mark top pick, second pick, you think what odds they're going to be. And then, okay, well, if they put up evens and $5 like they probably should have, then it's okay. It's just another normal race. Mm. As soon as you get nine, well, they put up five bucks a place. Put up $31 a second pick. Mm. Like, then you say, hello, here we go. Now, what are we going to do here, you know? So we've got to got to open the shoulders here and and you know make this try and make this and big result. The mark was rock solid, Sir Phoenix late. Like it wasn't like we just was twenties into five because DK's army was on. Like that the, was the right price, five dollars, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, looks like the week off is going to. Uh, well, it's up in limbo at the moment. Everyone's in lockdown, and I see uh, D Bradio jumps on Racing and says that the week off next week couldn't come yeah. at a worse time. They've picked the absolute horror time for the whole. Uh, season the card, he can't get his head around it, and that he wants funny. he wants punters to carry the can and and bet for another week. So he wants to put the work back on you, DK. He wants you to bet oh, and was, save the industry with your turnover. He, he was right. He knows, but he knows. He he know like unlike um, Natalie Young and all that. You, you know, he knows turnover is is the king of the industry. Mm. You know, but uh, I haven't. Been, I mean, as I said, it's just another week in just another week in racing. <laughs> it was just another week where New South Wales announces a, a, a pop up race and Victorian trainers just blew every day. So. Um, like it was, some of the I mean, some of the languages. What did he say last night? Insane. Shane Nichols. Bizarre. It's the most bizarre thing they've ever seen. The most insane thing they've ever. Look, this was announced eighteen months ago. Mm. The trainers were canvassed prior to that, so fifty-seven percent of them agreed to it or something. And it's as though they've just flipped the page on the calendar and said, "Oh shit, there's no racing next week." What we were talking about now? it a month ago. Well, what we're we going to do that week? Yeah. We had lunches we were going to get in. Where we're going to put in the week? <laughs> but as though they turned the page on the calendar. Yeah. You know. So uh, anyway, I think um, the thing that's a bit baffling is there's no jump outs or trials. Like I know they want a week off. You but still need horses ticking over. We've got like group racing this week at Caulfield. There's so many lead up races for these sort of late season two year olds, three year olds coming up soon for you know lead ups to the Caulfield Guineas. You got the McNeil coming up soon. Um, yeah, I, I heard Sam Friedman sort of talking about that, especially for a lot of these higher class horses who would be sort of at the jump outs and trials mm. this week. Um, I think that's a big sort of Mate, thing you, to you, you can't take win, into account. You, you can't win. I know, sorry, I know your dad's a trainer and things like that. And I've got, a lot of, I've got friends who are trainers. But, I mean, they blew about too much racing. Oh, yeah. Now they're blowing that they can't race. Mm. So they just can't I mean, you just can't win. Look, and, and the similarities in Hong Kong, I wish people would stop doing that. I mean, they, they don't race that's in Hong Kong. It's completely different. Well, it's, it's typhoon season. It's yeah. not safe to race. It's pissing down rain, the bloody monster, you know, all that. So, <laughs> like, you know, they're not having two months off. And they just, don't have half the amount that. of horses that we have here. Yeah. No, exactly. So look, I don't think it'll I don't think it'll happen again. But and as I said, I said last week, I said, what are we going to do? We can't do anything because we're. Gonna well, would they be blowing as much if we weren't in lockdown? I think. Well, that's that's, that's probably one. the main and thing that's come up. Meetings have been called. We're losing meetings because all the all the tracks are underwater, things like that. So um, anyway, anyway, I don't know what I'm going to. do. I was looking forward to a couple of lunches, scooting and be stuck at home with the missus and well, no, I love my missus and kids, but <laughs> stuck in you know in lockdown with them is is uh, can be testing at times. It was interesting on Sunday at Pakenham. I was really impressed by the jumps punters. They seemed to absolutely nail the market. So I think Kieran Ma had a handful of winners. Pateman was on fire. Oh, my apologies. I thought Britannicus was a better chance. So I did my ass on that. And 
the steeplechases were a bit new to him and he'll probably be better next year and maybe at Oakbank. But I couldn't believe how short some of these uh, some of these jumpers were. And they just pissed absolutely in. pissed in. Bookies mm. would have done their life, and layers just would have absolutely done their life at packing them. It was great to see, but I was just amazed at how accurate they were. It was it was crazy. Deep into the jump season, so they're very exposed, all of yeah. these jumpers, which like I think is like probably social, the key to a lot of these races. Is it a social element thing? He won mm. by... Didn't he? He no, won by twenty links to start before, and they know when the other the they know when the other good jumpers are off though as well. Like horses like but some of these very good horses that just express out like a blaze and all those sort of things. The market knows it's white hot, and it's a it's a bit of a flat track bully track packing them as well. Like you can put up big margins on that track. We've seen it before. Horses mm. win by 30, 40 lengths there because it's so flat. So if you have a, a bit of flat ability, plus you can jump. Um, it takes them a long way compared to when they're running at Casterton and Warnable. races like that. They're up and down, up and the, down the hills, and yeah. you got to really jump the fences. Whereas tracks like packing them, like, um, yeah, they can put up huge margins there. The horses yeah. with ability. Yeah, uh, I think it's uh, spring carnivals and sort of on a knife edge for crowds. I feel just the way things are sort of developing in the press. You listen to guys like Brett Sutton. There's all this talk about staying in your zones uh, for sporting events. There's going to be no food at the MCG. I think. Guys like Michael Brower, Josh Blanksby, the guys at Flemington and any racetrack around Victoria would be – that'd be in all sorts of trouble. I know that the Caulfield guys have been doing the ring around to try and get more people to jump on board their memberships and stuff. I renewed mine, but I'm not confident. I'm not confident of going to much sport no. for the next six months. And I think uh, we're in a really precarious situation here. And you sort of reported how it was at Warnable, Nico, like with the zones and stuff like that. It's be- it's very off-putting for me. If my mates are somewhere else or if I have mm. to stay in one sort of certain zone, it's all too hard to throw hands up in the air and I-, I won't bother going. I'll just sit on the couch. Yeah, exactly. For someone like me who goes to the races probably three, four times a week, usually um, I'll just go anyway no matter where they sort of put me because that's just how I sort of operate, doing the mounting yard and all that. But if you're like, say, like you, you know, you only go a few times a year and they put you in zone two and you want to be in zone one and all your mates are in zone one, it- it makes things hard. The, probably the good thing with racing, if they do go back to zones, we have done zones. They're, most of the big races sort of in the autumn were zoned. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the procedures and that they already would have in place and would be just sort of um, tinkering with a few here. things. Yep. So um, Just a nightmare for planning. Like, you know, just cup week. The planning and the, the man hours that have got to go in and the preparation that have got to go in a cup week and yet it can all just turn to shit with – a couple of imbecile removalists coming down here and just infecting everyone. Mm, like, not going to go like, away though, DK. No, that's what I'm saying. So it can happen like the flipper. I'm not just talking with them, but it can happen again and again and it can leak out of a bloody hotel and some limo driver is not wearing his mask and f- f- driving people from the airport. It's just so, just, it's just, it's just, I feel sorry for the, for anyone trying to you know, get going on big sporting events and things like that. It's just um, so, so tentative, you know? Mm, it's lucky that, uh, I think Racing Victoria had that big pool of cash. I think they had 100 or 90 million in the bank, and I think that would be starting to di- disappear no, super, super quick. Maybe. I don't know spend any of it. Oh, prize well, money. Well, it's interesting. Like Prize money still keeps going up, but oh, these clubs might need a bailout soon because the, the events and all the hospitality on course, that's their lifeblood. So mm. he, he, how long can this continue for? It's um, it's a real tricky yeah, one. Up Mildura. I mean, Mildura's... Yeah. Well, that's Cactus. There's another Cactus, cup, like Country Cup Carnival. Refunding Ridiculous. All the, refunding all the marquees and everything. Mm. Swan Hill. Anyway. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how far removed from the spring carnival we are. You were on the couch last night watching The Bachelor. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was big. Yeah, if you got a little early tip. Um, no, no, I didn't <laughs> mind the um, – oh, was a couple of good – the one who took him to a drink at the bar, whatever her name Holly, was. Was it Holly? Yeah, she, that was a good idea. Yeah. Get him over for a glass of wine and 
That's uh, that's that was a good play, but yeah, yeah, that was good. Misses uh, the bachelor in illegally blonde. That was big last night. Just so got, got hold of the TV by about ten thirty. It was the second half of the Matildas, but that's all right. That's what we do to keep you know, as you young blokes on learn, keep the ship smooth at home. It's very important. <laughs> Nico's and you blessed. just concede on little things yet. like that. You don't know yet. But I was, <laughs> I was pick, your, pick your battles. <laughs> I was too busy doing Mildura form, so uh, no bachelor for me. Yeah, no, well, I, just... I sort of found Holly off the first few birds that walked in, and Alana said, "Oh, what price do you think?" Because I'm converting my partner into a punter. <laughs> And then I saw one of the markets out there at a dollar fifty. I thought, oh, everyone's found this. It's just too obvious. And sometimes, you know, sport, sports better or a, a couple of bookies will just put up the obvious favourite and try and suck people in. But I thought Lily was probably, well, I think the, the chick that come in the hot air balloon. I think she, oh, she, she's yeah, around yeah. ten dollars. So if I had oh, to go outside oh, uh, the obvious Holly, <laughs> I'd uh, I'd probably spec Lily at ten dollars. But uh, let's have a look at uh, today's show. We've got uh, Mildura Cup on tomorrow, and uh, Nico's going to do a set from there. He's going to have a look at the Bletchingley at Caulfield. Uh, Beat the Bagman is going to talk about Morfittville. It's uh, it's on for young and over young and old over there. It's uh, Todd Panel versus Jess Eaton. There's not much in the jockey premiership. It's going to come down to the wire there. And uh, we got Pearl back. We got Mark Lambourne. We got uh, one of racing's deepest thinkers to uh, Been very at, active on the Twitter sphere uh, the last yeah, twenty four hours. Or so. yeah, he's talking about yeah. market fluctuations and everything. So uh, yeah, all sorts of. Yeah. All sorts. So uh, we'll get his insights there. Uh, we're all about punningform.com.au. We've got uh, sectional proform accounts, and you can get it too at home. Two ninety seven if you are locked down and want to learn how to do the form better, especially coming into spring. Uh, you don't have to listen to us all the time. You can go out and uh, do it yourself with punningform.com.au. It's uh, it's a database that lives in the cloud, so you can uh, keep all your notes on there. So it's uh, sectional times and benchmarks. It's uh, it's fantastic stuff. I uh, I can't breathe without it. Make sure you give them a uh, go. We'll uh, take a quick break and we'll get Shane there. We'll get Beat the Bagman and talk Adelaide next. Welcome back to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got DK in studio, Nick O'Noonan, and we've just put up uh, the picture of D. Oak. I think he's our favourite trainer. <laughs> we might uh, get the boys from Roll the Dice Racing to send him a horse. But uh, what's going on over in SA, Bagman? You're in lockdown, you poor bugger. Certainly are. G'day, guys. How are you going? Uh, yeah, we thought we'd join our Victorian compadres for a, another lockdown. So, uh, yeah, as I said to you off air, Bagman schooling's in full swing. Probabilities and percentages of sand down <laughs> yesterday. The kids love that. And we might do a bit of an art class this afternoon, design some <laughs> jockey silks. Um, yeah, real racing twist to uh, education. I'm sure the teachers are going to love it when they go back. So what's happening over there? The races were uh, they're on, they're off, and now they're back on. What's doing? Yeah, the initial call on uh, when the lockdown was announced was Gawler would be off. Though Saturday was pending. Um, I think the uh, Racing SA lobbied the government quite hard overnight. And, uh, yeah, Saturday's races have been saved. So thank God for that. So we've got something to watch on Saturday and something to bet on. But, um, look, I think racing's done really well through this period. They've got a good strike rate. And it would have been a, probably quite an easy sell to the government to say, look, uh, we've done it before. We can do it again. So, are, they, are they fair income? They science. Gonna, huh? It's scientific. What's wasn't how can safe and now Australian it is. Australian government not have planned for 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 stuff that was going to happen if there was a lockdown, like racing in every other jurisdiction's gone on. So when it came up a month ago or two months ago, if we go into lockdown, racing will be able to keep on going. The fact that they've had to make all these decisions on the run late, I mean, it's just that's just so backwards. If you haven't figured it out, they're useless. We've had 18 months to figure it out, and they still can't figure it out. Fair they're they're like, legless. Anyone that relies on the government for anything, which we all are at the moment, are doomed. Fair dinkum. Like, Couldn't run a chook raffle. 
So when Bagman came on and said, oh, Sunshine Saturday's off, I said, what, what the hell for? You know, because oh, the, the government hasn't given the bloody permissions to racing to keep going yet during lockdown. Mm, I just, said, are they fair income? Mm. These are people? I wish all the people in the public service would bet. Because <laughs> yeah. they got no idea. Oh, we're lucky. They're absolute we got, pickles. Pakula bets. We're lucky about that. Pakula does bet. Pickle. He loves uh, racing. Let's uh, let's try and find a winner, and we'll put a uh, a positive slant on this uh, Morfittfield race number four. It's the uh, that's a, it's a top sport handicap over twelve hundred meters, and uh, Michael Hickmont has got the favourite here, and it's going to be an absolute uh, slugathon. Eaton versus Panel all afternoon. Pindarek is a favourite here, three forty into three dollars. Street tough. This is a nightmare horse for uh, Bagman. Dex, oh, 370, sorry. Dexalation, $5. Extreme Thrill, not getting many of those at the moment. $9. Sir Callahad, 10 Flying Award from the Abyss. Maybe it's ready to peak, $12. I thought it was going to loom up last start. Uh, Aguilette is $14. Street Life, 21 Usain Bowler, still going around, $67. And Harbouring, uh, $101. Bagman, we're going to have a look at uh, Pindarek, who's... Uh, He's won five on the trot don't, now. Don't know, don't know how you found this back, man. I'm not sure uh, why we actually want to watch this again, seeing street toughs in this event. But, um, yeah, just feel the pain one more time. Here comes Pindaric, though, and those Michael Hickmont white silks. Look, sat three deep for the run. Um, kicked really well at the top of the straight. It's won five from five. Um, I think street tough will be heading to Mujura for the Cup on Friday and looks a really good chance in that event. I don't think this field's any harder than Pindaric actually beats uh, the other time at Murray Bridge. Um, I think Dexalation is probably the only real threat to it. I think it'll be improved second up. As I said earlier, five from five is a fantastic effort. I think it will only get better as this prep goes on. He looks a, a good horse in the making. Still does a lot wrong. So I think there's still plenty of uh, lengths improvement in Pindaric. Jess Eaton needs a winner. Michael Hickmont needs a winner. I think we'll be winning with Pindaric. We need a winner as well. No, yeah, well, I think what's, if Street Tough's going to Mildura, Dexalation, some chance coming in the Bletchingley, I suppose, is it? Has it been announced where it's going yet? Not sure. Not sure. Just just one thing I noticed there, I don't follow the jockeys in South Australia a lot, um, but I know Jess Eaton's going really well. Um, just seeing her with a whip in the left there on that horse, geez, I mean, that's as strong as a female you'd see with a whip in the left. Yep. Like, you can see her riding's come on in leaps and bounds, but, um, geez, she looked good there. I think that's, that's something I look for in a lot of these horses that lay in. Like, she... She rode the horse last start, laid in there. She Knows had to switch, switch the whip through to the left. Like, she might just start with the whip in the left this time mm. and sort of, you know, that she might have lost two lengths laying in that sort of first initial period. So, mm. um, you know, jockeys that have the sit-on horses like this and have a good sort of association with them, uh, they can definitely improve them for sure. I love um, just the jockey change on the horses like that to Jay Allen or C. Newt or D. Beckland. Strong Bates. rider. Oh, with the, with the whip <laughs> in the left. You know, it's, they can improve lengths. And Yender went on that thing yesterday. <clears throat> he's, he's not so much, but he's just a strong rider than Ayuska. And he said, oh, he was expecting to lay and put the whip in the left. And then it went, it went, he went right on him and went straight with that near side Might blink. Be the first horse ever to improve with J Carr off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Victorian J Carr, as PBL says. On uh, the last race of the card, we're going to have a look at Morfville as well. Bagman's found another one here in the uh, Pike Joyce handicap. Capricorn Ridges open up favourite four twenty to three twenty. The fighter, or sorry, fighter, four dollars. Melody Man, a horse that we were on last time, four twenty out to four sixty. Wow, it was Summit Run. She's a Caraca, nine dollars. Tibetan, nine fifty. Get in the queue. I think this horse was Scratch, wasn't it, from uh, from Flemington over the weekend. Ten dollars, uh, Swiftshaw fourteen dollars, uh, Campo Basso twenty dollars, 
brilliant venture, 26 with star status, and much, much better the rest. We're going to uh, put ourselves through the pain, and we're going to have he's a look chasing at... Chasing his uh, money here, bag. Yeah, he's chasing, chasing his cash. money. Yeah. Right. Melody, Sorry, man. I'm on, I'm on tilt, mate. I'm on tilt. <laughs> John Barry, 15 here, and the Jake Stevens Alco Pop Colors. We see it uh, flash home here. Yeah, it's a good run this day at uh, Murray Bridge. As I said last time, I was on with Melody. We tip Melody, man. I keep following this horse through this preparation. Third up last time, I went to 1800 Todd Panel Road. It won by the length of the straight. This time, we're third up 1800 Todd Panel Rides again. So I think it's going to be right in the finish. I think Barrier 15 will suit it come the last race of the day. It's absolutely pouring outside. We'll probably be on a heavy track, I would imagine, on Saturday. So that will. I would expect the rail to chop out through the meeting. I think 15 will be a probably an advantage come around 4.30 in the afternoon. I think it's a star of some promise. Um, it's bred to get a trip. I think it will be winning as well. I took 6.50 with the odds boost yesterday. I'm sitting in a good position, so come on, Melody Man. Mm, little bit of grubbery from uh, Bagman. I think we touched upon it last, last time you tipped this horse. It was staying at the 1400, well, and we did say, we, will it be better next next time at 1800? In the conversation about that horse, the three, well, all of us had last time we said, if there was any vulnerabilities, yeah. it was the fact it was staying, staying at 1400. And it ran really well. So yeah, it ran super. 1800's right in its wheelhouse. Um, Good point about uh, the track chopping out as well. Now, mm. what about this? I know it's probably coming to Melbourne, but what about this Capricorn Ridge at Ballarat? It was a dead set. Wow, we through the roof. Unbelievable Rated through the roof. Like it's a, on a bog bog track, two thousand meters plus. Like I know it's. I don't know if it'll be wet enough at Caulfield, and if it was going over there, it was coming back in trip. But geez, any time it's up in distance on a bog track, you want to be with it. Unbelievable, mate. Uh, it's a different horse. Like just it just went like a dead set rocket. Yeah, they went like I think they went over eleven lengths above to the six hundred meter mark. So like they've done a lot of work early. He still ran the fastest last two hundred of the meeting after doing all the, the early margins. Work the and race. I was just, I was like, "What's this horse?" I and think there's just, there's probably an opportunity to back him if he comes to Melbourne and hope for that. And he just but he just ship up Melody yeah, Man. Oregon, if he's out but too. if he ever gets you over a mile and a half on a anything over an eight track, well, that's what Melbourne will be on Saturday. He's well, over twenty four hundred. Is it twenty four hundred in a three hour race? Twenty four hundred. Oh, well, he went and, and if it's wet, oh. Let's hope he goes to We can back him and we can. Do you see? Did you see it, Bagman? Do you see it? Like, you'd know the horse from over there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Absolute P grading, as you said, DK, last start. That was monstrous. It's. um, But it did it on its ear. Can it go that good again? That's the the only trick. I think it's it's, it's the first real time on a real wet track over that trip. So I just think that might be its go, you know? But yeah, it was. You'd say, oh, it's going to regress or something like that. But I don't think it will. I might might regress a little bit because it's not saying track and distance and all that sort of stuff. But. I'm thinking going ahead in the future, this horse is going to be winning a lot of races over that similar. Fighter probably looks a weak spot in the market, doesn't he, uh, Bagman? Something to like. And we yeah, know Fighter well, yeah, don't we, definitely. Bagman? Yeah, I know. As we've, we've had a couple of chats offline about Fighter. I think uh, it's under the odds currently at around that sort of 424.40 mark. I'd be happy to lay it. It wasn't um, that impressive last start getting us made and out of the way. Having a look at uh, the SA Metro Jockey Premiership, we've got odds courtesy of top spot on the screen. Todd Panel, $1.65. Jess Eaton, $2.25. A few weeks ago, maybe two or three, or two weeks ago, you said that uh, a very smart punter had launched into Todd Panel. He mm-hmm. has shortened since you mentioned that. And how do you think it's going to play out? Is, is Jess any chance here to spoil the party? Who would you be betting on now? 
Well, Todd Fields Panel out. has the uh, luxury of the, uh, I guess, more seconds, so would win on a countback. So there's a slight advantage there for Todd Panel. But just going through the markets, Jess Eaton rides currently two favourites. Todd Panel, none at the moment. So, um, look, Jess is really going to make a throw at the stumps, I reckon, this weekend and try and uh, put a gap between herself and Todd. Um, look, it's going to go right down to the wire. Probably at those markets, you have a probably slight leaning to Jess now at the 220 price. But um, yeah, it's anyone's race. What's your thoughts, Skeet? I get another meeting in, is it? There's another meeting before the end of the month. There is. Saturday. Yeah, What's, there's still one more. So yeah, two to go, 31st, DK. Two to, two to go. Right. 31st, next, 31st, next Saturday. 31st, last day of the month. Yeah. That'll be good. Grandstand finish. Grandstand finish. It's going to be great. All right. Oh, no, I've got no idea, mate. You're the expert there, and uh, <laughs> I think it's like flip of the coin. The market probably uh, – you could probably just tra- trade it out, I guess, but uh, I-, I wouldn't be betting in it. Yeah, I just money. I think the good thing about this one is they're tied to the, they're tied to the camp, they're tied to the informed good camps, mm. which is different to the jockey premierships we have over here, where they're all trying to get rides from here, there, and everywhere. We're here; they're, they're associated with these top stables who gun trainers had a great year themselves to train their main supporters, and had seen the jockeys fight out the premiership. So well, Hickok looks like he's got an army there on Saturday. He does next Saturday, you know, Clark might be pr- pr- yeah. producing all his horses yeah, to win the last right. day. So. That's right. Yeah. So that's often, that that that. that Adds to it, really, it does. Mm. It's, a, uh, it's a good little story in amongst it, that is for sure. All right, we got uh, hopefully a couple of winners there. We're chasing out money with one of them, but uh, best of luck uh, this Saturday, Bagman, and uh, hopefully uh, a couple of winners here, and uh, the Brownlow is pretty much yours. That's the plan, Scoot. We're peaking for the end of the premiership, just like Jess Eaton and Todd Panel. So uh, hopefully two winners on Saturday, and uh, hopefully uh, we get through this lockdown all right. I'm sure you'll be fine. All right, that's, uh, that's a wrap from us and a big thanks to Bagman. Uh, up next, we'll talk Mildura Friday. It's Cup Day there, so uh, Nico Noonan has got a special uh, Manning Yard set, so if you want to jump into Little Birdie Shop, you'll get all these insights for Mildura. So we don't really know what's going to happen next week, so he's going to throw in a bonus uh, Mildura pack for tomorrow, so make sure you check that out. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll preview a race at Mildura and then have a look at the Bletchingly next. Welcome back to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain, look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. Got DK and Nico Noonan is about to sink his teeth into his best bet for Mildura tomorrow. We're going to have a look at race for the Trentham Estate Golden Goblet. That sounds right up DK and I's alley there. Trentham Estate goes right, the Trentham Estate. I've never tried it. No, nor have I, but I'm tipping it does. Mm. Need to uh, get around it, get us through this lockdown. We'll have a look at the market here. Odds courtesy of Top Sport. Zootons is favourite, 280 into 270. Bravo. 550 rolling moss 650 bonjour 850 dinger nine dollars early plea nine uh long duan twelve dollars upper east side 12 and uh, caravan pearl sixteen dollars the uh the win that we're going to have a look is uh, Zootons back in December. Nico, you got a few starts back here. Yeah, well, this is what is going to be a very similar setup to Saturday's back in the yellow colours, King Callow, just back on Kello. the fence there. So I think this will be similar to how he sees the race on Friday, I should say. Long Juan, early plea, rolling Moss will have really good speed. He's from Barry number four. He should just come in for the trail in behind him and then just show um, a good turn of foot like he had shown on this day. He bumped into Dana Point, who actually has some ability. Um, she came out of this race, I'm pretty sure, won her next start, or at least dead-heated at Mornington. You see Callow getting the best out of him, mate. This has always been a horse who's shown a lot of ability. Um, 
I didn't think he was going to race here in Australia. I thought the early sort of rumour was he was going to Hong Kong. Uh, ended up debuting at Bendigo, was smashing the betting, ran a really good figure. That was his first up win last preparation. Mm. Like I said, very similar setup to here. He gets the 1,000 metres at Mildura. It looks good early speed. He'll probably just come back in a pair behind that. Harry Coffey's riding very well at the moment. This will be um, a carnival he's probably set himself for, like Swan Hill. Um, so he'll be up for that, and I think this horse just gets a lovely run. Yeah, I thought anything sort of over two dollars twenty was uh, very backable. I thought it'd be very hard to beat. The jump out leading into this was I thought was outstanding, like you would expect from a short course sprint. He jumped out against uh, Coolridge. Coolridge. Yeah. Coolridge. He runs earlier in the program as a short price favourite, so you'll get a little guide there. If he comes out and wins, you can probably have more confidence that that was a real um, strong heat. Thought the danger may be Bonjour, who comes over from New Zealand, uh, got back and hit the line there in a few of his replays. Over there. He's got a big turn of foot, uh, had a recent jump out at stall, which looked pretty sharp. He may be the best of the closers, but I think Zuton's um, definitely looking to max bet him. I think he's the best bet of the weekend. Thoughts, DK? Have you had a, yeah, no, I know Zutons, yeah. So uh, he's like, he went pretty quick on debut, I remember, when there was a heap of money for Huge him. Huge rating. And then, um, so they rode him with the sit when Kello won on him there. And they, also, when he won at Kilmore, they, I think he was in the box seat as well. And I think that's why they're running him at 1,000, get the speed on, that he can park behind him and and, and dash through. Um, yeah, so he looks like, yeah, any, um, yeah, no, he's a nice I remember his mother, um, Megton or whatever. She won five races. She was a good, she was a good mare and... Um, I think the family, uh, Brendan Herbst and that just trained from the family. Um, but, I, yeah, Bravro and Rolling Moss are all just much of a muchness. As I thought, I thought maybe, yeah, the um, the uh, Pushka ex-New Zealand horse, which you said, Bonjour, was a, was the query runner. Mm, to 270 early could be a bit of value, as Nico suggests. The racing returns to Caulfield on Saturday. It looks a tricky car, but it's good to see a race like the Bletchingly. It's a good signal that uh, the good races are just around the corner. Let's mm. have a look at the odds, courtesy of Top Sport and last start winner. Red Can Man is the favourite here at four forty. Viridine five dollars. The Astrologist uh, Straight uh, Track Specialist that horse five fifty. Asurian. Six dollars. Streets of Avalon is an absolute Caulfield uh, specialist too. Seven fifty. Order of Command eleven dollars. Sansom eleven. Dexalation, as we mentioned before, will it start over here? Twenty one dollars. William Thomas Thomas thirty one. Brave Song thirty four. Innkeeper thirty four. Secret Blaze and I am someone round out that market. But uh, the replay we're going to have a look at here is Viridine Nico, and you've triggered me a little bit, Ollie. We're reliving some bad beats this morning here on the replays, aren't we? But this was, uh, I think, something beaten. You see him in the blue colours there, back um, in the Godolphin silks. He tries to go to the outside and has absolutely no luck, so he has to come back in. Savages the line, absolutely savages the line. His last 200, five and a half lengths above, second fastest last 200 metres of the race. This was over 1,100 metres at Caulfield. Now he steps up to the 1,200. Uh, he won this race last year off a very similar sort of setup. And he's a great wet tracker. Um, I think getting back onto the wet track is going to be the key. That was a good fall there, that race. Mm. So you look at that race and you go, oh, okay, Red Ken Man looked like he got back to his best form and showed that ability shown in Perth. His first up run here in Victoria was on a soft seven. He was beaten easily by the astrologist. Um, all his exposure to wet tracks, his form just isn't as good. And they said they're going to run him no matter what. So I was very happy to take on Red Ken Man, given it's probably going to be a heavy eight there at Caulfield. I think if it's a heavy track, Streets of Avalon won't be running. Um, so maybe there'll be some deductions in this market. I was happy enough to be against Isurian, who's a real fresh horse, and I just didn't think race to his best first up. 
the astrologist is up in the weights off what he's been doing. He's all his recent forms at Flemington now. Got to bring that to Caulfield. Viridine's a Caulfield specialist. He's two from two at the track and trip. It's a group race, so he might get group one Ollie back. He might just sort of start hitting his straps. He's got a lift, so does Godolphin, but um, this is a patent horse, and he's obviously racing very well. I thought he paraded outstanding too first up. Probably nearly the best I'd seen him recently. Uh, he was easily pick of the yard there. So following my money, hopefully Ollie can uh, find some form, and uh, he, know, he has a very good association with this horse, so I think he should be getting the job done in the Bletchley on the wet. Yeah, well, that's that's the sort of lead-up run. I know he said he was back, and for back for if you're on him, it wasn't a great watch. But if it was a lead-up run to this race for him to improve off, that's what you want to see. You know, whereas you said Redcam Man can is probably regress at all favours there, up on speed and everything. Ollie was standing up a big start on that thing. So, um, yeah, and what I know is he's a Pat Norse. Yeah, won this race last year. Um, goes well, goes wet or dry. Interestingly, yeah. the market wanted to be with him in the Sir John Monash. He was five fifty into three seventy and just express late. So. They could look to find him again there on Saturday on the wet. And I think Red Care Man's got a lot of talent. If this was a good fall, I probably wouldn't be tipping Veridine to beat him. Mm. But heavy eight's a completely different ball game. And they said they have to run because they need to get a run into him. I just don't think he's – I think he's a few lengths inferior horse on the dry grounds, and that mm. just brings Veridine right into play. Mm. I'll just give a little punningform.com.au uh, Damien Oliver's stats update. His last 50 rides, he's ridden three winners – 6% strike rate there, so it's down from a 15% career average. That Metro, all, all rides? That's, that's Zapata, that's, that's Ziggler, all. and what are the That's other all of it. That, this is all. all. And then uh, if we have a look at the ROI based off SP, losing it's it be to a strip out. 48.8%. And then if you think I'm being too harsh in his recent 50 rides, he's had eight winners of his last uh, 100 rides at 8%, so he's still uh, down. So a little bit of trepidation if you're backing uh, Oliver Runners at the moment. Things just aren't panning out well for Damien at the moment. No yes. personal agenda here, but uh, it's just a about. No, and I think it's because he's put his eggs in the Godolphin basket, and they're going no good. And they're they're going not going anywhere. So he needs these sort of horses. He's doing that so he gets on these sort of rides, mm. you know. So he's got to make these count. So I reckon if you're going to be in his corner, I this is this is the reason he's bashing around the slow ones at Godolphins in the bush to get on horses like Viridine. Oh wow! You know, give him strength, punters. <laughs> we need him. Nico back. keeps finding it, and I just keep flying. <laughs> He's not going to get any money in mine for a long time, Ollie. We just keep joking about the office. It's funny. He draws inside, he gets into the coffin, and no good at all. So I'll be waiting uh, for Oliver to turn the corner, and I yeah, I can't I can't fall into that, Nico. All right, well, I mean, yeah. Jay Gatsby. I mean, sometimes you just you just you're off, you're off. You know, he, mm. he did he rode Jay Gatsby. He was home and host, and forty to one. Nico blouses him. So you know, sometimes stats can be misleading, but not. Jerry, not what do you what, got? Could have been a fourth winner there yesterday, but it wasn't. And the stats <laughs> don't lie, but sometimes you can massage them a bit to your own agenda. Scoop. No, they've got no agenda. I'm just. <laughs> well, how, many you, sec- how many seconds is he well, written? How many seconds off, and what price were they? Yeah, but if you're you can dissect off, stats a million different ways. You're still doing your absolute balls if you've been. Like, if you're an how many, got beaten, how many got beaten a pimple? Yeah, how many did he slaughter? That. Like, you just, you know, it's all. Sometimes stats, you, you go deep, deep dive. Well, you can uh, you can deep dive punningform.com.au and you can deep dive Hong Kong, Singapore. Uh, their benchmarks and their database is exceptional. It's all click of a button stuff. So if you've got a theory, um, you can even uh, do your own sort of uh, systems based. Uh, I'll be doing a bit of that next week because uh, there's not much else to do. We've got no races. We've got yeah. no nothing to do. So I'll be I'll be uh, the systems R- of the grass research and yeah R and D and dev no research and dev no long lunches either. All right. No, well, well, we some chair. No, we probably cactus. Cactus. We're not coming out on Tuesday. No. Yeah. <laughs> 
You can have what price? Yeah, you can yeah. have four to one here. I thought we might get to the railway Wednesday, but anyway, it won't be happening. Lay. Okay, all right. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to have a look at uh, Rose Hill with Mark Lamborn from Racing Ranch. Welcome back to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain, look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. We've got DK and Nico Noonan. Warming on... up in here on a chilly day, Scoot. We're warming up, aren't we? Yeah, I'm not cold anymore. No, no. Racing covered, all angles. I'm not That's scared it. to talk about anything. And someone who's fearless is Mark Lamborn joining us from lockdown up in Sydney. I see uh, one of your old mates, Rob Waterhouse, put up evens that the lockdown ends uh, October 1st. Gee, it's bleak up in Sydney. Sir Peter, he's going to have no one on course. Your carnivals for crowds are in dire straits. Mm. Oh, yes, indeed. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it is looking that way, Scoot. Uh, we've, uh, we've got an entrenched situation here, as in... Uh, uh, the trenches have been dug and uh, we're stuck in them. So uh, obviously <laughs> racing will continue, uh, crowdless. Um, I, that won't make uh, Sir Peter happy, but uh, he'll just have to make the best of it, won't he? Something else that uh, doesn't make Sir Peter happy is Betfair, but uh, you uh, pushed out an interesting clip the other day. It was a, uh, a customer that looked like they were trying to have 10000 on a horse uh, in the Betfair market. Three seconds to go. With three seconds to go. And at one. And at one. So very interesting. Mark will take us through it, but what his thoughts on it. But yeah. I, I thought it was What did you make of it? Well, uh, it, look, it was only when I observed the BSP of the horse, and BSPs are now almost more important than SPs because uh, they are at least uh, an accurate reflection of uh, buying and selling, supply and demand, uh, BSP being the Betfair starting price. And when I noticed this particular winner, BSP, under $7, and I remember watching it sort of trade mid-eights just before the off, um, so I went back to my um, recording of the of the closing betting stages and obviously the uh, the race, and I watched what transpired in the last few seconds. And it appeared that uh, someone swooped in and uh, took everything short of eight dollars uh, down to seven dollars in the vicinity of around ten thousand, or they had ten thousand, or they they, they placed a, a, a um, an order a $10,000 order on the horse at anything better than $7. And so that was all scooped up. Uh, it didn't appear that they got completely matched. Nonetheless, it was uh, fascinating trading. And, um, of course, the horse duly won. So that was pretty thrilling, uh, both in the execution and the denouement. Hmm. Do you think it's a uh, a bookmaker trying to lay off? They've got hooked up with a horse and they're just trying to offload the 10000 They've could, got it for too much? It could be a number of reasons. I just thought if, if you're a smart punter and want to have 10000 on ones these days, but I mean, where do you go if you don't want to show your hand and all that sort of stuff? I mean, it could be. Mark might have a better idea. Maybe the stable, has it happened with the stable before or things like that or um, the jockey or other connections or a similar horse with a similar pattern. I mean, but I, I thought, oh, well, if you want to have 10000 on one these days... Just, you know, you know, a bit late. Maybe you dump it on Betfair late. You know, it's a very odd way. I, obviously, I work for Betfair for about four years, and all the smart operators generally trickle their bets through. So, if you're going to have mm. a ten thousand dollar bet, it's an odd way to show your hand. If you keep smacking through ten thousand dollar bets, uh, you're going to end up in the poorhouse super, super quick. I, I'd suggest that the best way to get a big bet on. Um, and it's similar to getting bets on across all the bookmakers. You need to spread it ac- across multiple bookmakers if you want to get down big amounts because if you show your hand too quickly, I think um, everyone will tune on to, tune into that and they'll just handle your money. Mark? Nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, with three seconds to go, it's a bit oh, hard well, to yeah. So uh, perhaps that was a situation as you described, uh, 
Dan, that um, that someone needed to lay off very in, in a hurry, and um, mm. it was they were as I said they were just about to jump. But uh, look, it was fascinating trading. The other thing was that prior to that race, uh, the fence had looked uh, to be the only place to be, and that was the uh, one of the few winners to actually come down the middle. Mm. So yeah, the, uh, the yeah there was a massive massive tip for it, but yeah, fascinating. The other thing, uh, the invitation has caused a bit of a stir with programming, and uh, I nearly f- fell off my chair when uh, young Chris Roots wrote a story uh, that was probably yeah up against or at odds with uh, Racing New South Wales, and probably would have rubbed PVL up the wrong way. So, what's your thoughts? Uh, I think that Chris shouldn't be checking his mail for any corporate box uh, tickets. Look, it was uh, was very um, surprisingly brave of him because uh, no one in the, uh, no one in the media up here wants very compliant, and they fall into line with the uh, the narrative, which is uh, uh, push 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 Sydney and uh, bag Melbourne as much as possible. Um, look, it's just another throwaway for breeders. I mean, fillies and mares. Honestly, we've had the expansion of black type <laughs> for fillies and mares over the past. Well, however long the patent committee is completely enthralled of um, of Arrowfield and Coolmore and all those uh, enterprises that uh, make lots of money out of uh, lots of fillies and mares getting black type. So it's uh, more of the same. Two million dollars invitation only fillies and mares race. I think you said it was on Cox Plate Day. Um, just trying to splinter the talent. Um, everyone knows, and Chris made it quite clear that uh, you want to see the best trainers and the best jockeys and the best horses go round on the showcase days and um, PVL has spent the last 10 years trying to wreck that uh, situation. Obviously, Melbourne perhaps needed a bit of a shake-up in that uh, they were pretty complacent about the fact that they had the premier event, uh, October, November in Melbourne, but uh, it's just gone way too far, hasn't it? It's just ridiculous. Mm, it, uh, it won't end. Something else that caught my eye was uh, Mick Kent and uh, would have rubbed a few up the wrong way about the preparation of two-year-olds and getting them ready and the oversupply of stock in breeding. It's uh, it's definitely uh, something you should have a look at. I think there's uh, it's circulating around Twitter on 927. So Mick obviously, oh, he, he certainly tells the truth and uh, gives his opinion out and maybe uh, they don't want to hear it too often, but uh, it's fascinating to hear uh, someone who is a, uh, a deep thinker and uh, is fearless in their commentary from the racing ranks about uh, the breeding and handling of two-year-olds. So... Yeah, well, punters will pick up the bill, and um, it's uh, it's just more of this. Uh, well, just a brief uh, comment on that, Scoot, because um, obviously we're quite cognizant of horse welfare because that's become one of the um, that's part of the zeitgeist, right? So if you were serious about that, you wouldn't you wouldn't do what Sir Peter's done, which is make it illegal to send a horse to the knackery and um, and put money into trying to rehome the huge oversupply of the stock that we've got. It'd actually take some steps to reduce the 12,500 horses that are bred every year because you'd say, look, this is what we're doing about our welfare problem. We're actually um, reducing the uh, the amount of stock that's around and that's going to, that would that would uh, be a huge help in, in assisting the, the problem that we're facing. So thanks to Mick for, um, for at least coming out from his perspective, because uh, he will be listened to. Mm. Maybe a bit of uh, functional breeding and uh, having a look at the root cause of uh, the problem rather than uh, put a band-aid on uh, right down the track. But, uh, 
Mm, that's another uh, another story altogether. Let's have a look at Rose Hill on Saturday and let's have a look at the two-year-old race. Nice little segue in there. Elite sand and soil handicap. Military expert is the horse that's come up favourite here at three forty. King of Sparta, $5. Sir Crackle that we... Uh, Tipped up last time, a bit disappointing. Uh, Five fifty, silent impact. Seven fifty, coast watch. Nine fifty, uh, Picarones. Nine fifty, and you can get fourteen dollars about Vianello and much, much better. The rest, the first one that we're going to have a look at is in the China Horse Club Silks. Military expert down the outside here, Perla. No, that's King of Sparta down the outside. Oh, Military expert is in. Is it was also in the red and yellow, just taking the lead. We're taking the lead now. Uh, it sat outside the lead to that point. And it has to try and – King of Sparta's got a full head of steam. He uh, tracked up with cover there and looks it to go straight past Military Expert, who battles on amazingly. It's very hard to pick up from that sort of situation, particularly on the momentum track that is the, uh, the velodrome of Kensington. So yeah, as you can see, run, just a yeah, gallant, gallant effort. Sitting, sitting outside the leader there. And then the other one, uh, Sir Crackle, this is the one that uh, you tipped out last time. It had a handful of trials away from its home deck. It's in the purple here, and the wheels sort of spin in the in the mud with the yellow well, yeah. cap and purple. Yeah, the white cap there, uh, it sat deep throughout. This was a one-lane highway this day. Uh, we've seen Lord Zoolander, who sat in a similar situation to Sir Crackle, turn around a 10-length defeat to win last week at Randwick. And as you can see, Sir Crackle's just boxing on there in the middle of the field now. But you just could not sit wide on this track. It was uh, it was a disaster, and uh, he's drawn up gate one tomorrow on Saturday. Sorry, so uh, uh, so Cracker will have the chance to to, to show his true wares, unlike uh, a fortnight ago where he was uh, cast. Hmm. The other horse that uh, is in the market here, Silent Impact. I'm always wary of Gay Waterhouse taking a runner to a provincial track and then bring him into the metros. A pattern that I used to see when I did some Sydney many, many years ago was Gay would often take a, a horse that she didn't really like into the metros first up and it would start short of the market and it would flop. But then horses that she took for provincials would often improve into the city. And I know that uh, Chris Waller does it, and I think it's a pattern down here with a lot of good trainers. They take him to the, the bush for a kill and then bring him in into town and they take the next step. What's uh, What do you think of a horse like Silent Impact here, Mark? Okay, so leading all the way at Goulburn, you think, oh, yeah, so what? But um, there is a line through that race. I Love Lucy started in that race. She actually began her career in the, uh, in the um, sorry, the Jim Crack Stakes. So that's the opening race for two-year-old fillies of the season. And then she also has a line through a horse called Mura Mura, which we see, we've seen a bit of through the city and uh, even made her way to the Magic Millions. So... It's not like there's no depth for the Goulburn race um, and obviously drawn um, drawn low here will scoot through there and um, and be in the van. The rail is out eight metres at Rose Hill, so you won't want to be um, setting yourself too big a task on Saturday. So certainly um, Silent Impact, it ticks a number of boxes. It has run into a uh, as good a two-year-old race as you could put together at this stage and it often happens late july you've got these two-year-olds that are trying to get a jump on perhaps the established two-year-olds of the autumn uh in preparation for the run to the golden rose so um this is a very good race we've got military expert which you've already uh, mentioned and we saw uh, box on bravely on debut off just the one trial He's a $1.1 million Annabelle Neesham trained, so headline horse in so many ways. Um, but um, many will say that that, uh, that results in the, the sort of spruik that uh, uh, 
means it's a touch under the odds. And I'd have to say, I think it's about a seven or two chance. Uh, I'd give Sir Crackle another chance because um, his trials were hot and strong. There's been good form out of his trials. And as I said, he uh, had no opportunity to show his wares on that uh, horrific track a fortnight ago. So he's just um, posing up underneath, behind Silent Impact. Certainly have Silent Impact in the top four. And the horse that I want you to, um, to, to keep in mind is Coast Watch which is uh, another expensive two-year-old, uh, Coolmore, I think. It's, uh, that's why James McDonald has been pinned to its back. Um, it's been gelded. It uh, trialled behind Brigantine, who won impressively yesterday and uh, trialled on the same day as Sir Crackle at Canterbury. And uh, this horse is, de- is a, a definite lurker and a, I'd say a single-figures chance in this race. But... Uh, for the record, I've gone 12, Sir Crackle, 6, Military Expert, 4, Coast Watch, 7, Silent Impact. And uh, I do need to turn things around, Scoot, because I think this is my uh, perhaps fourth appearance on this show, <laughs> and uh, I've, I've yet to cover myself in any glory. Uh, of course, I may have imparted plenty of wisdom, but uh, haven't actually uh, bottom-lined anything yet. Limited uh, opportunity uh, and four starts isn't uh, enough for the form, but uh, maybe... Listening to what you're saying there, I think that sounds like a strong two-year-old race to follow, so make sure the tape watchers out there uh, follow this uh, this form in the next couple of starts. And I think Mark's uh, alluded to a good little fact there that a lot of these horses will have a fitness edge over the two-year-olds, and so horses that are up and running early might be the ones to follow with uh, a couple of uh, starts under their belt and race experience, that's for sure. All right, let's have a look at uh, the Forex Winter Challenge Race 7. I'm staggered that Sydney can't really uh, find a good beer. Stone and Wood's about the pick of them, and uh, Tui's new was a blast from the past. Race seven here, the winter challenge over 1,500 metres. It's wide open market here. Yeah. We've backed half the field nine, in the last nine, couple nine of... Nine horse race, and look at the, look at the price though. Yeah, Kerwin's Lane, $5. We've been on this a few times. Order again, the Scone Cup Nightmare, $5. True Detective, $5. Counter Monte Cristo, $6. Cisco Bay, $6.50. Zegfield, $6.50. Military Zone... Well, wow, some of these horses just get dizzy. $15, Chief Ironside, 21 and Sambro, $21. Pearl, this is a raffle. Like, we, oh, it's we obviously not a raffle. Bad races. He's nominated. Oh, you've given him the race, haven't you? Yeah, I, I gave him a couple to pick from. <laughs> uh, half a dozen at half a dozen, isn't it? That's it. Uh, isn't That's it, it fascinating? But uh, you, you guys see plenty of these races down there. They're um, exposed horses that... Uh, that um, you know, once you reach this level, um, are more convicted than not. Um, so, Counter Mystic Monte Cristo, I was giving a bit of a rap to a fortnight ago. That once again, to reiterate, that track was dynamite, dynamite inside, particularly at the stage because it had started raining mid-program, and um, the opening favourite, Bandersnatch, uh, got out to big odds and led all the way. Uh, of course, Ruby Saki was the heavily backed. Started like 280 on the fair and duly ran last from an impossible position. So that's your lead up. Out of that race, you have Order Again, which has got uh, a riding change there. Clippo off for Bowman on. That's significant and uh, uh, had had breaks between runs. So this looks a target race. You've got True Detective, who absolutely PR'd in that race sitting box seat. And you've got Count of Monte Cristo and Zigfield, who were in the wrong lanes and sort of raced forward and retired. Count of Monte Cristo, um, it was mentioned to me, and in fact, after I did the uh, the, the segment two weeks ago, um, I noticed that Mark Sheen had said how big in condition this horse was in the June stakes, and I consulted our mounting yard expert, uh, Glenn Pollitt, 
who the Glenster, who uh, confirmed same. So I'd suggest he probably still needs racing, Count of Monte Cristo. Uh, Ziegfeld, uh, the blue colours, uh, Godolphin, um, impressed me with the way he, uh, he raced forward in that race. And um, I think he's got a bit to offer here. But my on-top selection is uh, is the uh, the different form. It's uh, number nine, Cisco Bay, who's third up here. Had his last start at Rose Hill. It was a bit of a separation of the field in that event, and uh, I think the way the, the the way the race shape or the race was shaped uh, didn't really favour this horse. And I think third up um, is worth a ticket here, um, but it is a fraught race. So I would have said uh, nine from four, um, and certainly the order again fans. Um, I wouldn't. I, I certainly wouldn't be jumping off. It looks a. a a primed race for it. The other horse to mention is a horse that's been down to Flemington recently, Kerwin's Lane. Um, any comment on his performance down there? Yeah, I thought it was a fair run at Flemington. Looked like he had every chance and just sort of didn't go on with it. Um, it was sort of steady in the market there as well. So um, I know Walt's got a fair opinion of this horse and he was tipping him up um, a few runs ago. But yeah, maybe back to Sydney he can find his best. But I didn't think it was anything to sort of be too pleased about his last start. Yeah, well, thank that. Thanks for that, Nico. The um, he is of course back to scene of the crime. Uh, win three starts back and a drier <laughs> track. We're probably looking at uh, just a winter good track on Saturday, so that will that will assist him. He's got to be part of the mix, but um, I'm um, I'm away from him. So I'd said nine from four um, in the in the winter challenge. Mm, so maybe uh, horses down in the weights there. All right. Uh Question without notice, uh, one of the top sport big bets, uh, Mark, is uh, race six, number eight, Starla from uh, the Chris Waller Yard, 1000 Have you got to uh, race six yet? Look, I haven't, but we know this horse very well. Um, she's a um, an off-pacer that uh, needs everything to go right. She got into a, a walking small field uh, the other day, which didn't really suit her. Uh, look, she's going to be back in the field on a track that's not going to really suit those sorts of horses. Uh, she needs turnstile to really turn it on and um, something else to to supply a, a bit more, uh, of, a, a little bit of oomph in the race. But, you know, I can see that she would have some fans with that rider who will suit her on a drying track, um, but just a chance. Mm. Nico, is that your bet or you know someone who's no, had No, I just had a, a look at a few of the other races on the program. I see uh, race five is probably a, a race will be keenly contested. Uh, Harpo Max was a big win last start on a very heavy track. And then I see Smoke and Romans goes up there and gets J-Mac. He's been 390 to 330 with top sports. So uh, he's been kind of the banner horse at the midweeks for a while, uh, Smoke and Romans. And I did see in the last, this was a horse that really pricked my interest sort of going back and doing a bit of a review on Sydney a few weeks ago. Madam Legend for the data pervs. <laughs> Ran some huge last 600-metre sectionals at its last win. Um, don't know if Barry 16 and being wide on that Rose Hill track is going to be suited on Saturday, but it was an enormous win first up. Uh, do you have any thoughts there, Mark? Uh, he was definitely uh, one that pricked my interest. Gigi can spot the single bloke, can't you? He's already gone through nearly uh, every Saturday card. Mate. Me and DK, we're in the absolute vice watching The Bachelor. It's, it's fresh hell. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, it could be worse. You could be watching the 100 scoot, which was on at 3 o'clock this morning. Uh, they opened with a, a ladies' game. And, uh, my God, what a what a, what a schmozzle that is. Anyway, uh, race 10, Madam Legend. Okay, so why, oh, why, if you put the rail out eight metres, would you start a race from a start that's got less than 200 metres to the turn anyway? I don't understand um, how uh, race clubs work or programmers work in this in this way 
she's going look the field will end up 12. Um, she was dynamic first up on this track uh, again from a, a tricky situation. So she's sure to run well again. Um, she's just I look I, I would suggest you wait on her because you'll need to know the configuration of the field and uh, and where she's going to get to. Mm. Outstanding analysis. Thanks, uh, Perla, for joining us. Uh, say good day to uh, Gordo and Glenster. Can't wait to get Grand. to Sydney eventually Matty and Taylor, catch you guys. From... There, Taylor, yeah, he's bobbing along they're up there. Along there. No, they're all jogging. They're right <laughs> beside the beach. These boys. They're about oh, within their five k zone. They've got they're Koji putting up. Yeah, well, that's it. And the people putting up the photos of Kudji and oh, Bondi. That in lockdown. They're like, it's just in lockdown. Business they're, as usual. They're allowed to play golf. We love Gladys. <laughs> Makes sense. Fresh air outside in a bit of sun. I did see that footage of Bondi and wonder whether it came from another time, you know. Uh, it it seemed, yeah. seemed like it might be uh, Victorians just uh, <laughs> shooting across the bow there. <laughs> Who gives a rat? I, uh, I joked the other day and I said, I said to my mates, I went for a swim the other day with my mask on and some guys actually believe me. It's yeah. like poor old Gladys. She can't even <laughs> drink a coffee. How's Gladys going to drink a coffee through the mask? Yeah. Like, fuck me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thanks, Mark. Good luck uh, throughout lockdown and fingers crossed you, uh, you guys snap back out of it. Uh, but thank God the racing's continuing. All right. Thanks, Scoot. And talk to you soon. See you, See you DK. See you, Mark. See you, Nico. See you, Mark. All right. We'll uh, zip through the top sport big bets and uh, we'll get off your uh, – your podcast or your uh, YouTube channel here. We've got uh, race two, number nine, a Moody Bay, 300 each way at $21, Nico. Yeah, interesting bet, I'll say the least. Okay, that's a uh, it's a no. Race five, number five, Chassis, uh, $1,008. Oh, she's in form. She's a mare on the backup. On the backup um, on the other so day. she's won. I think she's on two of her last three, mm. so maybe. Mm. Race nine, number six, Zesty Bell, 2000 at $4. Yeah, I could come in here. I thought of the other horses on the program at Caulfield, aside from Viridine, this is probably a horse you could have a look at. Uh, Offerman Sticks gets down to 52 kilos. Um, actually, probably won't actually. I think it'll stay with 54 because he can't claim that much. But uh, she looked like she had improvement first up in the yard, and uh, I could definitely come in there for sure. We've uh, we've covered Starla race six, number eight uh, at Rose Hill and a horse that we probably should have asked Bagman uh, about was uh, Morpheville race eight, number three, Raisin Army. It's uh, 100 each way at $91 now into about 20 or 30 to one. Mm. So someone's had a bit of a, uh, a spec there. So make sure you, uh, you jot those down and follow those. Uh, but that, I think that's a wrap for us. It feels like we've been for you for about four hours. Big show. Big show. Big show. Big, Big show. show. Good yeah. show. Oh, it's a lockdown show. People are bored shitless. So yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Hopefully we've uh, given them some ammunition. Make sure you, you get around topsport.com.au this week. Um, it's going to be big spring for those guys, and it's going yeah. to be big spring for punningform.com.au. So uh, if you're sitting at home and you want to improve your game, make sure you check out them, our major sponsors, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Apple, YouTube is where you find us, and uh, we'll be back next week. We're going to have the week off, but uh, if everyone's stuck at home, we'll be uh, spearing in. We'll, we'll keep going. We'll keep going, yeah. Yeah, yeah. going yeah. gets tough. We'll keep going. Mildura, Mildura, Warwick, Nabil, Moose, hopefully before we have a break. <laughs> so they're three of my joints. So um, hopefully we, we've got one today at uh, Cranbourne, which uh, we'll be cheering hard for. So uh, DK out wide. Give it strength. And race by race, you'll get uh, Nico at Mildura. So uh, he's uh, he's just starting to light up. He's not kicking him out the full. He's kicking barrels from 60, and they're going straight through the sticks at uh, double figure odds. So long may it continue, and good luck on the punt, and uh, make sure you keep your head before spring. See you guys. <laughs>